Hello. Welcome back. Here we are. Synchronicity Podcast. I'm Nicole. And I'm Megan. Housekeeping? Uh, Well, we missed the last couple of days, even though we're supposed to be doing 365. So today we're publishing four episodes because we were at our grandma's funeral and we thought we were going to have time and we didn't have time and we're catching up so we'll be caught up today yeah we tried to record and um we got like bombarded with family yeah it was a lot so it was a fun a fun time hopefully that doesn't happen again Eh, but it happens so we are still planning on doing this whole shenanigans and hopefully we don't get behind again that was yeah it's a lot but it works all right so today we're going to talk about mdma let's do it and um, how the it's kind of like MDMA and the modern like movement of psychedelics because um, I think a lot of people think of MDMA they don't know like a lot about it actually it's kind of just like a a floating drug because MDMA is ecstasy yes but it's a derivative of mescaline which, which is, is dri- peyote yeah which is coming from peyote which is um, pretty fascinating. Because it really, um, there was a big movement in the 70s. It would kind of like flew under the radar a little bit. And how we were talking about in the earlier podcast about the religious sacraments of the Indians. And, um, you know, there's a lot of, there was a lot of loopholes involved, which is fascinating. Well, and it was synthesized in 1912. Correct. And then I think it was the 19... 20s or the 1930s where they'd actually give mdma to housewives that were depressed that totally makes sense which is actually like pretty accurate because um in the psychedelic world today and in the spiritual world um mdma is actually a heart opener so it works a lot with like blocks in the heart chakra to open them right so mdma was originally spared from the fate of a schedule one drug like back in the day um because it it had no scheduling it wasn't a hallucinogenic it was like you just felt really good you feel good it's like euphoric is kind of the mm-hmm. feeling that you get when you're on it and while it's you know masculine derivative it still you know it got really popular in the um music scene and then therapists actually started using it it was a really big part of the early research of psychedelics. And, you know, that's kind of why now we moved to changing. We, well, it was, it was a bummer because they, they were really working on trying. They, the therapists had the research. They were doing the research on using MDMA to help people. And they were showing success and they were developing protocols to push forward in the research um, and the therapists all knew like one day that it could be potentially schedule a scheduled one drug. Um, so it's, it's very fascinating when we look at, look back on all of this stuff. Well, it's just interesting because then I start asking the question, like, why is something that wasn't a hallucinogenic, isn't addictive? Like from everything that I've heard of MDMA, it's not like, you know, it, it's just pretty much you just, I feel very lovely. Um, like what's the point of making that illegal? And again, peyote, if you remember back to an earlier podcast, if not, go back and listen to our last one where we talked about the Indians and peyote and how the Native Americans, um, because they could not be socialized properly, um, or what was the word? It was a funky word. Um, um, they said, let me think. They could not be... Assimilate. They could not assimilate to um, 
European culture correctly. Right. You know, again, so if people are happy all the time, they're not going to stay in jobs they don't like. They're not going to like, I mean, again, it's just so funny that (sighs) you, you sit here and want to think the best of people, or at least I do. And then you start reading about all of this stuff and what the government's done. And it makes you start questioning everything um, that the government has done and is doing. Because uh, you you have to remember, you know, things that used to be legal that are no longer. And, you know, they, they make mistakes. Um, we tend to think that, like, idolize authority figures. And then we figure out, like, you know, they're just flawed human beings as well. And it kind of frees you from... Um, idolizing authority the way that we're taught to as children and to fall into line. It's like, who's the line leader? Follow the leader, you know, this kind of stuff. You know, when you get into these group mentalities and, you know, that, I mean, I thought forever that MDMA was like horrible and it was going to rot my brain. Now, if you do a lot of it and you release all the serotonin and dopamine in your brain at once. (laughs) It also has to be pure. Yeah. It can't be cut with like all these like really insane street drugs because you might overdose and. But that's true. Everything. Like even cocaine. I don't know why cocaine's illegal. I mean, other than it's addictive, but still, you know, if you go down to Peru or anything, they have you chew on coca leaves uh, and it cures altitude sickness. So right. when you're, you know, going up to Machu Picchu or whatever, if you chew on coca leaves, which is basically cocaine, it cures alcohol altitude sickness. And that's actually where chewing gum came from was coca and chewing on coca leaves. Actually, the entire idea behind chewing gum. Well, so. yeah, I mean, and cocaine is... Cocaine allows for all of the like nerves and blood vessels in the body to not restrict. So when you go up in altitude, it doesn't affect you because you aren't, you're under pressure, but everything isn't, everything's relaxed in the body. So ideally nothing gets, their altitude sickness like doesn't exist. Right. Yeah, I know it's, um, I mean, again, and we talked about the preamble to the Declaration of Independence, like the pursuit of happiness. This is the happy drug. Why? Why would you, you would think you would want to put really depressed or people that want to hurt themselves and put other people on this because at least while they're on it, they wouldn't be having those feelings. And this is why I know a lot of coaches that work specifically with MDMA at this point, because if you remember back to our chakras, the heart chakra is the alchemy chakra. It's where everything gets alchemized. So if you have a block in your heart chakra, It's actually a lot harder to alchemize trauma and things like that. And this is the drug that works specifically in that chakra. Even though there's a mushroom that does that as well, um, it's not as powerful as MDMA. So, or Molly. Molly is another. Molly is. But it's just another name for it. Yeah. Right. Uh, So, you know, again, question everything and do your research because I'm also just speaking from experience that I, I just didn't. I listened to whoever was in charge blindly and was like, oh my God, drugs are bad. Oh my, Nicole found a dare shirt over the weekend. I haven't taken it off. It was so great. Um, we it's found an it. old one. Yeah, it's too. a like, really old it's one. It's like an OG dare shirt. I was so excited when I found it and I like I like held it up and she grabbed it and she was like, oh my God. Yeah, it was great. I, we were in San Francisco and we found it and I was so happy because I've been looking for one. I'm looking for like a really old school one from my childhood. Hysterical. Yeah, yeah, we found it. Dare to keep kids off drugs. I mean, that was a really successful campaign. Yeah, Dare it was, was huge. Successful. It scared the shit out of me. 
Um, what's really fascinating, and Dare, Dare, speaking, coming to Dare, Dare started under the Nixon administration, and that's mm-hmm. when all of this, you know, back to the CSA, and like when you know that was under the Nixon administration, and you know, despite all these peer reviews and months and months and months of expert testimony, like in the, 1985, the DEA used it. You know, so Nixon like granted emergency power to the DEA and in 1985 they took their new emergency power granted underneath the what they call the CCC or the Compensative Criminal Act of 1984 and placed MDMA as a schedule one drug as in a and it's a huge still to this day is highly controversial and it is honestly it was illegal like the DEA should not have been able to make MDMA illegal um and yeah, although like everything is kind of complicated around it, and like when you start reading about it, it was a huge thing in the media. The media played a humongous part of skewing the public's opinion around the issue. So, you know, and it, it's crazy, like right in hindsight, we like see it and we're like, well, wait, like it doesn't fall under the schedule one. But like, look at what the government is currently doing right now with their emergency power and the use of like you know, these vaccines, like not to like bring it back to the vaccines, because we've talked about those in earlier episodes, but the vaccine was not actually approved by the FDA. And there is no scientific data. Yeah, okay, we like, we had this quote unquote vaccine that they like, uh, they released for emergency use, but it wasn't fully tested. And so it's an emergency power. Now people argue, well, it saved lives. Great. I um, disagree with you, but that is completely fine because I am a naturalist and I trust my body. And I think that that is one thing that's a complete different topic. But using power in an emergency aspect, if you watch and look at it through history, none of it is removed. Like when people give emergency power to make something something, a lot of times it never gets changed. Like the gold... The gold movement, when we came off of um, gold. The gold standard. Yeah, yeah, that was an emergency use of power. Right. And you're looking at it now, and it's still a thing. Right. So when you like, look through get me started history, on the Federal Reserve. Yeah, well, that's, that's a different topic. But there's a lot of evidence of this, and I can go on and on and on about it, in the power use under emergency power. Um, and, you know, MDMA was not... MDMA was a victim of it, you know, and there's currently no patents on MDMA. Um, And, you know, yes, it was synthesized in 1912, but the therapeutic potential has been documented and it's been explored by therapists. And it's crazy because there was so many drugs, so many um, ecstasy pills sold legally, but outside of regulations before the DEA got involved and all this stuff couldn't the, tax it right and the biggest thing was is that no one could collect taxes on it and they were 30 at this point right they were the population was a little bit lower and they were thir- selling you know 30,000 XCC pills in Dallas monthly and they weren't who knows how many worldwide they they don't know right. um but this echoes the tax invasion of Al Capone in the era of alcohol prohibition mm-hmm. you know I mean MDMA being added to the Controlled Substance Act is kind of a fucking joke but most of what Nixon does was a joke. Like, if yeah. we think back to Good Watergate, he was a lying piece of shit. Um, he was. You know, I met the guy that did the Pentagon Papers and stuff. It was quite fascinating to talk to him. But it's... Uh, we have these agendas, and if you follow the money in anything, you can usually find the outlet source of it. And may I remind you that 
every illegal drug has a legal form that um, is used by pharmaceutical, used by pharmaceutical companies. Yeah. Novocaine is cocaine. Morphine Opium. is heroin. Yeah. All of like the Oxycontins and all of that. That's why people that have like heroin addictions or are on painkillers, um, opioid addictions, then end up doing heroin. And this is why we have a real pandemic going on of opioid addiction and fentanyl and all of that shit going on. Um, and you know, I, I mean, we watched people, we talked about it in the last episode, just fucking doing crack on the side of the road. Nobody's doing anything. And yeah. these people are sick and all of these drugs are illegal, even though the cops don't have the bandwidth or the ability to you. I mean, the war on drugs is a, it's a, honestly a waste of taxpayer money. It's a huge waste. Um, and a lot of the drugs that are actually illegal have legal forms. And then, it, I mean, it, it's just, it's so asinine when you start thinking about it. And it's because they can tax and make money off of the legal forms that the pharmaceuticals make, but it's all chemical. It's all synthesized. It's not the original form. And our bodies are made by nature, right? So if we take things that are of nature, like Nicole saying she's a naturalist, but there's not the repercussions. Um, you know, of course there's still addiction and things like that, but it's a lot easier for your body to not have negative side effects versus if you take chemical based unnatural things that have been screwed with. Well, and it was fascinating and, you know, right now the house of dragons is out on HBO in the first episode, if anybody has watched it, you know, and I don't know, we watched it on the plane last night, um, but it was very fascinating because they actually, the doctor, I won't give it away, but the doctor says, you know, we've given her enough poppy. Heroin. Yeah. Because she was in childbirth and he was like, yeah, we've given her enough poppy to not, like, she can't have any more because it'll endanger her and the baby. So it's, you know, it's, it was great for the era. I was like actually really excited when he said that because I was like, oh, look at that. You know, like it's era appropriate and it's reference to modern day drugs. Um, well, drugs, not drugs, but like the use of how they use painkillers. And I was like, oh, look, it's even still in modern society that we still get to see um, references of the... I was excited because they referred it to the plant. That's why I was so excited. <laughs> I was like, yay, they well, used like, the right name. Yeah, it used to be called like milk of the poppy, yeah. all sorts of stuff. But yeah. if you read like old school books, a lot of them, I mean, a lot of people had heroin addictions. Well, and they I would mean, drink, excuse yeah. me, I just burped really But well. it also was a huge part of like, that was a part of cult- some cultures too. Well, but, you know, MDMA is a derivative of peyote, and the Indians used to, you know, used to do that as a, um, you know, as a a religious ritual to meet God. Right. Or, you know, some form of God. And so a lot of these, like, shamans and things, again, they've been using these for thousands of years, and then here comes America, the baby country, like, I know more than you do. Um, We're big brother. We think we know it all. It's kind of like... Your grandparents telling you not to do something and you being like a little child and being like, no, I'm actually going to stick my hand on the burner. Yeah. And I'm going to see what happens. It'll be fine. Well, that's what's happening right now. I mean, we're in a prohibition of psychedelic drugs because of our, like, that was our parents' era. Uh, The 70s. Yeah. I mean, our mom was in high school in the 70s. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so was our dad. Right. No, I know. Yeah. Like, it's fascinating to think now we're like here we are fighting for the the end of the prohibition era and like my our mom talks about how scary it was like she remembers all of the like the abortion movements and everything 
<clears throat> back in the day. Well, it's just interesting because, you know, I, I, I think back to all the fear I had around psychedelics and I was like, yeah, I used to really fear them. But then when I really think about it, I've heard a lot more horror stories on alcohol than I ever hit, have on any other drug. Remember when, any I was other in, drug. remember when I was in college and you called me crying because you thought I was doing drugs? Because I was going to raves with my friends and I was like the sober one and all my friends were doing MDMA mm-hmm. and ecstasy and you were really upset. And I was I'm like, Meg, I promise I'm not doing drugs. And you were like crying and I was like, it's okay. And all my friends were, all my friends, I mean, there was, there was excessive use of ecstasy in college with my friends, but um i just remember that megan being very like upset and i was like it's all right i'm not gonna die i promise but it was fear like it was but that was all she knew like she didn't know any different like she didn't she wasn't there she just had heard and it's programming because again i thought alcohol was fine right alcohol is fine and like whether it's healing or spiritual or recreation like the use of drugs is not an immoral act like i want to like drive that home like it may be a criminal act but laws are subject to change like especially as society is starting to evolve and mature and we're starting to like really heal our like inherited traumas rules are made to be broken how much do you drive over the speed limit well and psychedelic drugs were made illegally for reasons of money power and control they were they don't give a fuck about public health they don't give a fuck about people. Like, go down to San Francisco. They, they don't give a fuck. They don't care about mental health. If no. they cared about mental health, there wouldn't be such thing as fucking SSR blockers and no, they don't all give that a fuck. shit. I mean, the only thing that's been good that's come out of that, I will say, is that there's not the stigma around mental health, which I, I think agree. opened up all of this to be able right. to happen. Right. Um, so the conversation has been happening, but I, I mean, I just think that Western medicine, its place is not in... But like everybody I know is not in antidepressants. But anyway, everybody I know is on fucking antidepressants. It's like anybody we talk to for our program, I'm on Wellbutrin. I'm on SSR blockers. I'm on da 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 da. And I, I mean, like, I and have on a like miniature a fucking cocktail. Oh, like, I know. Well, this I'm taking this for. Well, it was like someone the other day we were talking to them. They were like, "Well, I'm on this because I'm depressed, and that causes insomnia. So then I'm on this." And then this causes like a side effect from the insomnia medication. It was like tingling in her feet. So she was like on that. And I was like, wait a second. One, like, let's like think about the whole picture of this. I mean, I didn't say this, but in my brain, I was like, holy shit. Like one drug is causing you to be on five other drugs. Mm-hmm. Like the side effects. I mean, have you ever listened to a drug Oh, commercial? I can't. I can't. Well, yeah. Like the other night we were listening. I was listening to some one about um like i don't know what it was it was i think it was a sleeping drug we couldn't figure out what it was we were too shocked we were, i was like what and then there was one where the carrot was bent i think it was about something about erectile dysfunction since that's a pandemic in this country on its own but they were talking about like penile like soft tissue and then like all of the side effects and i was like dude the dude's dick's gonna fall off from all the side effects before like it can but actually it, fix the problem but if you numb your feelings yeah. How are you supposed to get a boner? Or You're like not. for women, like how are you supposed to have any desire? Your libido would completely disappear. Well, but that's like the thing with birth control. Like how many how many women come to you and they're like, I have no libido. Well, what kind of, what do you want? Oh, well, I'm on estrogen and I'm on this and then I'm on Accutane yeah. and I'm well, on you're this. On and fucking, I'm on... You're neutralizing your hormones. Of right. course you're not going to have a sex drive. Yeah. Like, and they don't think about this. Oh, well, the doctor didn't tell me. What do you mean the doctor didn't tell you? Why the fuck didn't you ask? They don't tell them. Yeah, I they mean, don't I ask. I was on birth control. I know. I know. I'm not shaming anybody for that, by the way. I'm just educating you because 
I mean, we've gone down the birth control path many I'm not, times. I'm on not this shaming podcast. you, but I will encourage you to look for other ways. Because if not, go back and listen to our birth control. Yeah, I think it's we the did first one episode. on women's bodies, um, and I did a class on it. And yeah. um, we do have it available on the website. Yeah, it, it's just very upsetting that there are other options. But because pharmaceutical, I mean, I ran rave like for big pharma bullshit. My, um, I'm gonna make that a t-shirt. But I think we should make it a t-shirt. But uh, anyways, you know, just they're they're crooks. They are crooks, and, and they're making know. a bunch of money off of all of us. And it's not. It, I think the best form of brainwashing is what like propaganda, right? And it's how they. I mean, there's museums in this. It's like the spy museum in D.C. I remember going with my cousin Spencer and we were looking at things. It's like propaganda. And now I'm looking around and I'm like, there's fucking propaganda all around us. We think that that's a thing of the past and it's not. And when you get on these drugs and you start to free your body and your mind, um, you know, you see things as they are and not as this, you know, utopia. Like our government is perfect and isn't trying to take advantage of us. Um. No, they're trying to take advantage of your wallet. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's just upsetting. It's like, wow, I can't afford anything in life, and I can't afford this, and I can't afford that, but I'm paying $400 a month in insurance, and then my all of my drugs that I'm on are you know, costing me another two to $300 a month. And I'm like, what the actual fuck? Then you've got student loans. You've got car payments. You've got rent. You've got you know, going out with friends and doing this and doing that. And I'm like, yeah, no wonder nobody can afford anything. Yeah. I don't know. And they have no purpose and they have no drive and they have no desire. You know, feelings are a huge part of life and numbing them will never serve you. Yeah. It's, you know, and like, you know, as it currently stands, you know, MDM and psychedelics or psilocybin, you know, they will be rescheduled in the coming decades. Like, I I honestly think we are going to see it in In this decade, the next two years. Um, you know, I think Colorado is going to reschedule it in, you know, November. And I think many states are right behind it. I mean, Oregon already did it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it's giving people the opportunity, right, to the chance to overcome. You know, psychedelics are going to help people have the chance to overcome li- a lifetime of suffering. So squishy. I know. Megan loves her microphone. <laughs> I'm just really tired, but I'm here and I'm doing it because yes. commitment is important. Um, yes. and, and it's like, it's just ending the suffering of like the pain, you know, and, and while this like we should celebrate it and advocate for it and like not forgetting the big picture and the narrative involved, you know, like rescheduling psychedelics is not going to end the war on drugs. Like we can legalize psychedelics and you know, they'll help us address, you know, the more significant issues. But the problem is, is like psychedelics are illegal for profit and punishment. They don't care. They're not to keep people safe. All drugs are. Yes. You think that drugs are coming in this country in cars, no. pickup trucks? They're no, coming they're in on private in. planes. Yep. Because guess what? Private planes don't get checked. I don't go through security when I fly on a private plane. Megan has some really funny jokes about security, except for the one time she was in France and she got went through security and they took her perfume. Oh my god, that was so sad. I know oh, my that makeup. Was your expensive French, or was it? Where are you coming from? You were in London. France, London. London. That was right. I just remember you called me and told me that they were a bunch they took of your really assholes. nice expensive perfume you had gotten. Yeah, jerks. Rude. So, anyways, <clears throat> this is our last episode on just the overall, you know, prohibition of psychedelic drugs and the ending of it, and like giving you a little bit more history. But 
advocate for it, you know, do your own research, kind of step in. We, you know, that's what Megan and I have committed our lives to is, you know, we are fighting this fight and a, we're, a lot of people are also fighting this fight, but we just want people to have the truth and like whether you choose to use them in therapeutic, to heal your own family traumas, you know, to step in and look at it. If not, that's fine too. But also know that like these are not drugs. These are actually huge. This would be a huge rebirth of the healthcare in the United States. Question everything. Yes. Everything. Yes. Even if somebody gets mad at you, question everything. Because that's where we get into trouble. We're not, we haven't bred free thinkers because we weren't, we weren't taught to ask questions. We weren't taught to question authority. We were taught, read this book, regurgitate, you get graded, great, go on with your life. Like, do what I tell you. Like, do as I do, do as I say and not as I do. Right. And it's like, question, 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 because that's actually where intelligence and where, like, true thinking is formed. Um, Because this, just doing this has taught us a lot about, you know, our programming. And the thing is, is, it it honestly makes no sense. It really doesn't. When you really start to dig into, like, the history and stuff, you're like, what the fuck was going on? Well, and if people didn't have trauma, they wouldn't be addicted to drugs. Do you realize that? So it's like... They're not actually looking, again, they're not looking at the cause. They're looking at a symptom. And addiction isn't a symptom of a much more sick thing going on in our society. And it's trauma. Um, You know, happy people don't want to check out of their lives. You know, and there's legal ways to check out of your life. Because if you check in, then people can't be doing the shit that they're doing in the government because right, people would actually be paying attention. Right. But that starts with simply just like asking questions. Cause I'll ask people questions like, what do you want? Who are you? Like, where do you see yourself in five years? And like, I don't know. That should not be your fucking answer. Yeah, no, I don't know. Should not be your fucking answer. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Especially from men, dude, guys get your shit together. Um, women, yeah, you too. All we, of the we above. We have a little more chaos. We have more room for chaos and question some marks. Us. Some of us, but but I mean, in all essence, if you're not happy in your life, starting out, start asking questions as to why. It's right. super important. Um, and don't be scared. Well, be scared because if you're scared, you're growing. If you're scared, ask why. Yeah, just keep asking why, and you're either gonna piss people off or you're gonna make some best friends, and you're gonna make some life break, like life changing breakthroughs with the question, the word why. That's right. All right. Well, I think that's enough for today. I think it is enough. And we will be back tomorrow. Bye. Bye.